0: Again, let me say this uh, while you're lifting your Bible up. uh, If if today you weren't able to give first fruit Sunday today, you give it Wednesday. You can give it any day. Today's just the day we set aside to do that. But you can give it any day. So don't feel if you couldn't give it today. Oh, Lord, I couldn't give my first fruit. You can give it any time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's make our faith confession over our word. This is is my Bible. Bible. It is the living word of God. God. My mind is renewed renewed. and my spirit is prepared prepared. to to receive the word which produces faith. And faith, and faith pleases, God. God pleases God. I'm not just a hearer; I'm, hear. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. This, word this word has given me life. Given me and, life. life and life more abundantly. I am in my promised land. Woo! Hallelujah. If you remain standing, please flip over to Psalm chapter 37. Psalm 37 this morning. Hallelujah. As you're flipping, it's all right to smile too. Amen. happiness and joy is contagious hallelujah psalm 37 verse 23 anybody need a word today anybody say God I need to hear something from you let me say amen he's got something for you today psalm 37 23 when you have it say amen, amen. I says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord I says, look at your neighbor say neighbor because of Christ you're made a good man So, so it says, every footstep I take, he's ordered it. Yeah. L- look at your neighbor say, everywhere you've been, everywhere you since you've been saved, saved, God ordered that. God ordered the good, the, good the, bad, the bad, and the ugly. And the ugly. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. And he delights in his way, though he fall, say failure, yeah. though he Fails or falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hands. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I may have had some failures, but they were necessary. One more scripture. Go to Genesis 39, if you would. Genesis 39. Please understand. Failure is more powerful than success. And if you beat yourself up about every mistake you've made and every failure you've had, you'll miss the whole thing God's trying to do in your life. (sighs) Genesis 39, you have it? Now, we're going to read a lot here, so let's just go. Verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. Say, like he was was. with Joseph, Joseph, he is with me. And because the Lord was with him, verse 2, he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer, say promotion, Promotion. and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Say, look at your neighbor, say, "My my enemies get blessed. Because of me. Cause of me. The job you work, God says, the only reason I kept the doors open is because you're there. I says, says, verse six, then he left all that he had in Joseph's hands and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance and it came to pass after these things, his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said to him, lie with me. In other words we used to have a word in the south called she so started choosing Now, now go to verse number 10. So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went in the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. And so it was when she had saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called the men of the house and spoke to them saying, see, he has brought this Hebrew in to mock us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. Now, isn't it something, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, yet there's somebody that's trying to set you up. Anybody ever been set up by somebody that you, you, okay, so, so watch this, watch this. But let's just go to verse 16. So she kept the garment until her master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like this, saying, the Hebrew servant whom you brought to, uh, to us came in to mock me. So what happened is I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment w- with me and fled outside. So it was when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, your servant did to me after this manner that his anger was aroused. Just a couple more. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. Say, it looks like failure. failure. I'm going to help somebody. A place where the king's prisoners were confined. This wasn't any normal prison. This was a prison where only the people the king was mad at went. I'm going to help somebody. But the Lord was with Joseph. Say, he's with me. And showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Everywhere Joseph went, he had favor. And Potiphar's house, he had favor. With the Midianites, he had favor. And now in jail, he's got favor. Right. Whatever they did there, it, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Just look at somebody and encourage him and say, Neighbor, Neighbor the power, the power of, your of, your of your failure is immeasurable. Father, we submit to you today, open our ears, rather give us an ear to hear what it is the Spirit is saying to the church today, Father. We are victorious in you. And everything that looks like a failure, it was necessary. And we bless you for every mistake we made. We're not going to be upset about it and depressed about it. We're going to bless you because it was necessary. It was the prison that prepared us for the palace. And so we bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout out amen. amen. Just look at somebody, encourage them on your way down. Just say the power of your failure. failure. You can be seated. Please understand the voice of God is interesting. It's important because God speaks to us. Say he speaks. And please understand if we are not trained to be sensitive to what it is that God is saying, he will speak to us in a situation and we'll miss him because we're looking for him to be a certain way. Please understand, uh, it, uh, it's like that, that old thing with the with the prince and the frog and kissing the frog and the frog becoming a prince. If you miss the frog and you don't honor the frog, you won't get the prince right. in that story. You understand what I'm saying? And please understand, many times God will speak through circumstances and speak through situations in our life that seem to be the exact opposite of God. Oh, y'all are not going to talk to me today. Please understand, Joseph now has an interesting story. He has an interesting life because he's a dreamer. Any. Anybody say, I got some stuff I want to do, there's vision in me, there's dreams in me, there's hope in me. And Joseph messed around and told the wrong folks, his family, his vision. Uh, Please understand, just because somebody's related to you doesn't mean they can relate to you. And Joseph made the mistake of telling his brothers what his dream was. And the Bible says, if you read a few chapters uh, before where we were, the Bible says his brothers hated him because of that. And then they thought, they said, we got to get rid of him because there is no way we're going to be subordinate to Joseph. Joseph is the least of us. How is he going to tell us what to do? Are y'all here this morning? Say the voice of God. So now Joseph has interesting circumstances in his life that the Lord speaks to him. Now, let me tell you this. Uh, Number one, God speaks through you in his rhema. Uh, Rhema is is the Greek word meaning utterance, meaning God is continuously speaking to you, and he does not speak to your emotions. He speaks to your spirit. God is never going to, please understand, if you want to hear God, you can't be all upset and mad and frustrated and angry because you'll miss him. Because God's not going to involve your emotions. Y'all aren't saying nothing. Say rhema. So he gives you divine utterance. Please understand, it's something you hear in your spirit. It's something that you say, I don't know, but I just, I feel the Lord is saying this to me. I, I, I can't put a finger on it. I can't say I heard an audible voice, but there's something in my spirit that says, this is the way, walk in it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And many times, that's why you'll wake up in the middle of the night and say, why am I waking up? What is going on? Because God is trying to speak something to your spirit. Look at somebody say his rhema. So that's the number one way, uh, one of the ways he speaks to you. The second way is he speaks through the man of God. Please understand. uh, That's why the Bible says in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, that surely the Lord does no thing except he first reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophet or the man of God. Please understand, you trying to work on yourself spiritually is the equivalent of you trying to go do surgery at your house. I'm going to fix me. How many people, you you ever tried that and it didn't work? You said, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change this. And and it didn't work. Please understand, that is the reason why God will give you a shepherd, a man of God that can speak into your life and that can speak what the Lord is saying to your life. Please understand, the Bible says that sheep discern the voice of their shepherd, the voice of their covering, the voice of their father. Please understand, it did not say they discern even what they're saying. It says they discern the voice. Please understand, and that's why for many of you, it wasn't even necessarily what I said. It was my voice that called in your spirit and said, there's something here that I need from him. I got to be covered. That's my shepherd. Tell somebody to say the man of God. Man yeah. God. Please understand this. Uh, uh, it is dangerous when you're a covered person, meaning yeah. you're, you're covered by your man of God. It's dangerous to associate with uncovered people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And if you were here on Wednesday, I told you, uh, please understand, (coughs) Babylon, say Babylon, Babylon. comes from the word Babel. It means confusion. Please understand, when God was separating his people, he said, there's got to be distinction about my people. Say, I'm distinct. The Babylonians, they were confused about who they were. And so when they went to conquer the the, uh, Israelites, they had issues because the Israelites were a distinct people. Yet you had Babylonians, confused people, trying to lead people that knew who they were. you missed what I just said and the importance of you being covered and being connected with covered people is that if the enemy can get a Babylonian a confused person in your life they'll start making you doubt the voice of God and you'll hear hear it in your spirit and you'll hear the word of the Lord but that Babylonian will walk in your camp and say well are you sure that was God y'all not hearing what I'm saying Say, say the importance of being covered But please understand this. Now, many times we may think that the relationships we have in our life are harmless. Let somebody say he's going somewhere. We may think the relationships we have in our life are harmless, but they're not. So you say, oh, I know. I I know they're no good for me. We just going to dinner. I know they're no good for me, but, you know, we're just talking on the phone. Here's what you didn't realize. Mission accomplished. They were just trying to waste your time. And so you think it was innocent and harmless, and you're trying to move. How many people, you know God's got something for you to do, and you're trying to do it. Let me see him now. Come on. What the enemy will do is he'll send a Babylonian in your camp to try to confuse you about what you know. Well, How do you know this whole Jesus thing is real? How do you know this whole God thing? How do you know that's what the Lord said? Look at somebody and say, I know. I say, I know, I know. Third way God speaks to us, and I'm going somewhere, is his logos. Now watch this. It is the Greek word meaning logic or written word. So number one, his rhema, in your spirit. Number two, the man of God. Number three, he speaks to you through his written word. That's why when you try to study the word, do you ever notice that every distraction that could possibly come up comes up? You sit down to read your Bible, all of a sudden your phone rings, somebody you ain't heard from in 10 years. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you are hearing from God every time you read these pages. This is the only book where it can be 2,000 years old and yet still speak relevantly today. This is, the Bible says that the word is true. It's alive. It's sharp. It's quicker than uh, It's sharp. It's du- like a dual-edged sword. Meaning when it goes in, it cuts. When it comes out, it cuts. Amen. 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 Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God speaks to us through his logic. Now watch this. The logic of God is not like the logic of man. All right, y'all ain't going to say nothing. God's logic is Romans 8, 28. I'll cause all things to work together for the good of them. But see, man's logic says, why I need to have trouble? Y'all aren't hearing what I'm saying. Man does not see the need for his enemy, but God does. Uh, Our logic says, listen, why can't I just tiptoe to the tulips? I'm sure everything be good in my life. And God says, that's not my logic. That's not how God thinks. Somebody to say, That's not how he thinks. The logic of God is different than the logic of man. Man sees failure as a bad thing. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, this happened. But God says, baby, that was necessary because Psalm 37, 23, I ordered that step. Oh, I ain't going to get no runners today. Watch this. Please understand. It was God that raised up enemies against the children of Israel in the book of Judges, not the devil. You, you didn't hear what I said. It was God that gave Satan the adversary, Satan, devil. It was God that gave him permission to mess with Job. Not only that, it was God that suggested Job. I don't know about you, but if if, if God is suggesting folks for stuff, I want to be suggested for the good, the blessing line. Read your Bible. The Bible says in the book of Job that it was God that says, have you considered my servant Job? You, you're not hearing what I'm saying. And some of you are thinking that some of the trouble you're dealing with is God's anger or it's the devil. And God is saying, no, it's neither. It's that this is necessary. Does somebody say it's necessary? I wish somebody would help me preach today. Please do say go to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. I'm about through. Psalm 23 cuz we know the scripture and we quote the scripture and you know be real saved and you you say the scripture yes yes what's this Psalm 23 verse 1 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want come on y'all know it saints he makes me to lie down in green pastures he lead me beside the still waters he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Come on, say it. Uh-huh. Stop. So, There's the juice right there. The Lord is your shepherd, me- meaning, please understand, the shepherd's rod, it, it had a place on the bottom where he would break the legs of the sheep to break their wheel. At the top, it was curved so that he could grab the neck of the sheep when the sheep would try to stray. And that's what happened for some of you today. God says, listen, you think you're doing your little own thing? I'm going to snatch you up. And I'll snatch you up by letting you get into some stuff that you can't get yourself out of. Look at somebody say, he's invested in me. God has invested in you and he plans to get a return on his investment in you. And so you can run all you want, baby, but you cannot hide because he shall get up a return on his investment. So watch this. The Bible says that he prepares a table for me, but he doesn't do it in front of my friends. He prepares a table for now. What's the purpose of the table? The purpose of the table is so that I can dine on harvest. Come on, you got to connect dots. Touch somebody to say connect dots. So now if this is the year of the harvest, that must have meant there were some enemies that popped up in 08 that the Lord said, I needed them to be there so I could set your table up in 09. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, p- please understand. Uh, God says, I'm your shepherd and I'm leading you. And even when you stray, I got a way to snatch you back in. I'll make them friends that you stop going to church for. I'll make them turn on you. Because I'm your shepherd. Tell somebody to say he's my shepherd. So now watch this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And when you do that, you anoint me. (laughs) Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Say my enemies anoint me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. So watch this. Since you're saved. How many saved folks we got? We got to say, If you're not, you're going to be before you get out of here. The Bible says God imputed his righteousness for you. Meaning, God says, I knew you'd never be perfect. I knew you'd never get it right, so I gave you my righteousness. In other words, he says, I switched seats with you. You didn't hear what I said. God says, I'll take the seat of scorn and all of that and abuse. and all. I'll take that seat so you can take the seat called abundant life. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a pretty good deal. And I refuse to be messed up if God took that for me. I refuse to be jacked up if God took that for me. I refuse to be angry if God took that for me. I refuse to be in a messed up relationship if God took that for me. I refuse. Touch somebody say I refuse. So watch this. Since God is leading you, what happens when he leads you to your enemy? It's quiet in the church. Since God is leading you and guiding you and directing you, Psalm 37:23, I'm ordering your steps. What happens when that order sends you right into your enemy's house? Uh, y'all are going to say nothing to me. Watch this. An undefeated enemy causes failure. Get this an undefeated enemy causes failure. Y'all alright? Yeah. Now, here's what an enemy is. Definition of an enemy, according to Webster, one that is antagonistic to another. What's this? One seeking to injure, overthrow, or confound an opponent. But please understand. An enemy is please understand is lack. An enemy is a lack of knowledge. An enemy is a lack of wisdom because it's seeking to overthrow you. Ah, yeah, I'm not gonna. Second definition, something harmful or deadly. I'm going to help somebody. A military adversary. And if you've been here on Wednesdays, we've been talking about war. And so now these are the enemies of war. Ah, Y'all need to get what I'm saying. See, the problem with most saints is they spend all their time fighting the wrong enemy and wonder why they see no results. And nothing changes, and they see no progress, and they see nothing because they keep trying to deal with the fruit of stuff opposed to going and dealing with the root of stuff. And so now because you have an undefeated enemy, he causes failure or it causes failure. Watch this. Last definition. It is a hostile force. Meaning you're trying to make progress. That enemy shows up to try to block that progress. You're trying to be consistent and faithful and come into church, but that enemy shows up and says, sleep in the day. You can get church at home, so you can have church anywhere you want. The Lord is everywhere. And why he's saying Hebrews ten? Don't forsake the sibling of yourselves, especially the more you see the day approaching. Right. I don't have time to work that. Say a hostile force, hostile for an enemy to a marriage, is you're trying to get better and you're working and y'all are praying and y'all are doing the steps you've been taught, and yet an argument shows up in the middle of nowhere for nothing. nothing. Oh, y'all fighting over who got more fries. What? Uh, enemy to your children's progress is those friends that keep them from serving God and you think it's harmless and God says that was a Babylonian and that's why they're confused about their identity and who they are because they got too many confused folk around them Uh, it's going to be quiet it's going to be all right. no runners yet okay watch this say three enemies there are three major enemies that we deal with as believers and, 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 and let me just help you. One, them make the devil. But, Bishop, I've been fighting the devil all my life. Have you noticed how tired you are? Have you noticed how worn out you feel? But Bishop, I thought the devil, we supposed to fight the devil. No, the Bible says in Colossians that the Lord has disarmed him. So the fight I fight is called the fight of faith. I don't fight somebody I've already had victory over. I don't need to stomp on the devil's head because he ain't down there. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I got victory over him already, so there's no need in engaging a fight with him because the only thing he got that he can do is he can speak. He does the same thing he did in the garden. How do you know God said that? He introduces doubt. He introduces unbelief. That's the only thing he can do. So that's why the Bible says if you just take those thoughts captive, you'll be all right. Amen. Amen. You, you, you hearing what I'm saying? Say three major enemies. Watch this. Number one, not heeding wise spiritual counsel. Not heeding wise spiritual counsel or rebellion. The Bible teaches us, in book of Samuel, that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now watch this. For the sake of time, matter of fact, let's flip there right quick. John 10. Go to John 10, if you would. Go to John 10. Hallelujah. John chapter 10. Go to verse number one. Y'all all right? I said, y'all alright? Yes. Now, if you wonder why I'd say this like that, I, I was preaching and you know, I'm from the south, and I was down south and Ladies, he was agreeing, and it just got so good to us. Hell yes, he just said yes, yes. (laughs) So so that's what that is. Watch this: John ten, verse one. Now this is Jesus talking. You know how I know? Okay. (laughs) Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He's talking about a person. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens. The sheep hears his what? Voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out so they can go in. God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt so they could go into Canaan. When you're connected to your covering, it will bring you out of bondage and into purpose. I'm about through. Watch this. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep and all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Does that sound a little bit like 23? Psalm 23. Now watch this. Watch this. The thief. Now he just told you who the thief is. Anyone that says that there's an opposite way from God. The thief is anybody that says, well, I know you believe in God, but why don't you just try to go do this over here? The thief is anybody that says, I know you got faith and all that, but why don't you know, let's just go do what we used to do to make money. Ah, it's too quiet in here. I know you believe in God, but let's just go to Club Sugar Daddy, because we're bound to find somebody. Let's go sit in the Save People section. You're going to get what you're looking for. Club. <laughs> you're going to get what you're looking for. The thief. Watch this. They don't say nothing about the devil. The thief. Does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life And that they might have it more abundantly. In Amplified it says to the full till it overflows. Now what is life? Life is you walking in your assignment. You walking in your Canaan, Your promised land. And that's why we don't declare we're going to get there someday. The Bible says we are there today. If I be in Christ I have access to my promised land. I ain't got to wait until I die to go waiting to get to the sweet Beulah land by the by and by. Because if I'm so focused on waiting to die I'll never live. You didn't hear what I just said. If you wait to enjoy God's purpose for creating you until you die, then you will be on earth and breathe but never live. Watch this. So the three enemies, number one, the enemy is not heeding wise spiritual counsel. It's the person you let give you advice that does not have your best interests at heart. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's the person that every time you talk to them, they talk you out of your faith. And they tell you all the reasons it's not going to work. But I think there's some folk that say, I got some reasons why it is going to work. Please understand, God, when he allowed the 12 spies, he obliged them. He did not want them to go. But Deuteronomy tells us he obliged them. When he let 12 spies go, 10 came back with a negative report. Two came back with a good report. God says, listen, all the 10 of y'all that's telling me why you can't do it, that report's evil. And that's why two weeks ago we declared, yes, we can. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? Are you here? I'm just about through. Watch this. So the number one enemy we deal with is who we let get our ear. Because whoever has your ear controls your future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said, you get what I'm saying? Now watch this. The second enemy we deal with is taking old baggage into new territory it's just like taking spoiled milk from your last house into your new house and wondering why your house stinks watch this When we try to take old baggage, listen, what is old baggage? What happened to you yesterday, what went wrong yesterday, who hurt you yesterday, who messed you over yesterday, who you still mad at from yesterday. The Bible says that that's baggage. And that baggage will be an enemy to you in a new territory because you're trying to keep Egypt out while you're trying to get to Canaan. You didn't hear what I just said. The problem with the children of Israel is that God got them out of Egypt, but Egypt never got out of them. And so Funko wondering, why is it so hard? It's so hard because you got all this old baggage with you, and you're carrying it around, and it's heavy. And you say, oh, God, why is it so hard to serve you? Because you got 18 boyfriends on your back. You got your last four marriages on your back. You got what your mama did to you in 76 on your back, and so you're tired because you're pulling all of this baggage with you, and God is saying, let it go. Touch three people, tell them, let it go, let it go, let it go. Let me tell you how you know if God's ready to do something new when something old shows up. I'm preaching better than y'all talking. You know God is getting ready to do something new in your life when something old shows up. God is trying to get you to the right relationship, and that old joker from 10 years ago calls you out the blue. What you been doing? You know I've been thinking about you. Baby, we really had something. We really had something. Then why you do me like you do me then? You know God's getting ready to do something new when something old, something antiquated, something outdated shows up. Y'all know y'all would go wacky if somebody walked in here with one of them kids and play high tops. If somebody walked in with one of the Beatles hair, you'd be like... Because it's antiquated, it's old, it's outdated. Look at somebody and say, God upgraded you. And there's situations that because you're saved now, you're better than that. You're, you're better than some relationships. You're better than some friends. I'm better than that. Touch somebody say, I'm better than that. Well, you think you're all that? Baby, I know I'm all that. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the second enemy, the second enemy we face is old baggage trying to come with us into a new territory. It's called the spirit of the pack rat. Some of y'all can't even enjoy your current house because you got stuff from four houses ago that you ain't even been through the boxes. And if we were to come check your garage out, you wouldn't even know what half that stuff is. Some of y'all still got wave activator, you know. Follow the drip, follow the drip. Watch this. The third enemy that we face as believers is thinking failure is the end. When it's really the beginning. I'm going to say it again. The enemy we face is thinking failure is the end. Oh, I really messed up this time. I guess it's all over. And you stop. That is a greater enemy to you than even the devil. Because if you don't have the will to press forward, you'll stay in your current predicament of life. And if I was your enemy, I said this on a couple of Wednesdays ago, if I was your enemy and I really wanted to get you, I wouldn't kill you. I'd just make you live in misery. Right. Amen. I'd make you sit and suffer and live a miserable life and bless God, though. Bless God. God is good. Yes. What's this? Say failure is the beginning, not the end. Now, let's go to our text. Joseph's failure. Watch this. Joseph tells his dream to the wrong people, his family. And because of that, he becomes a slave and is sold to the Midianites. The Midianites then take him and they sell him to Potiphar. But what looked like failure in being a slave was a setup. What looks like failure in a foreclosure is a setup. What looks like failure in a failed relationship is a setup. And you crying over something, God says, if you leave that alone, I'm trying to upgrade you. And you crying over the 88 model, I'm trying to give you a nine. So he sold to the Midianites, sold to Potiphar. But what they did not understand is Potiphar worked for Pharaoh. Potiphar, now Pharaoh just was the title that the Egyptians gave to their king. I'm about through. And so, Pharaoh, please understand, or Potiphar rather, he is a captain of Pharaoh's army. You, you missed it. You, you, you missed that. It looked like he failed being sold into slavery. But they didn't realize who they were selling him to. thought they were really going to do you in but they didn't know who they were selling you to and some of you mad because your mama didn't do this and daddy didn't do this listen what they thought they were abandoning they didn't know who they were abandoning you to because my bible says he's a brother to the brotherless and a mother to the mother and a father to the father whatever I need he is watch this So now in Potiphar's house, the captain of the guard, he wouldn't lie with Potiphar's wife. So he goes to prison. But again, we got that problem. Because they did not realize whose prison they were putting him in. This wasn't just any normal prison. This wasn't just any normal jail. This was the king. It was Pharaoh's prison for those he was mad at. It it was Pharaoh's servants. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? So he goes to prison, looks like failure. Oh, this is all over now. God, I've been serving you all my life. I've been trusting you. I've been running for Jesus a long time. God, how is this happening to me? How am I in this predicament? Anybody in here want to be real? And you asked God that question in the last six months. uh, God, how did I get here? I thought I did the right thing at the right time with the right folks. How in the world did I end up here? But say this is no ordinary prison. Because Joseph, while he was there, he met a couple of folk. You better go back a couple of Sundays ago. He met a couple Connections. He meets Pharaoh's chief butler and Pharaoh's chief baker. And he has favor with the guard of the prison. Are y'all here? Because I'm about through. I'm about to take this home. So what happens is, is that he interprets a dream while he's there. And one is that the baker would would die, and he did. But the butler lives and is set free. So now the butler returns to his post because Pharaoh ain't mad at him no more. What happens is, is while the butler's there, Pharaoh starts having some dreams. Look at somebody say, my gift is making room for me. You thought God didn't notice it? You think God ignored it? God says, I've been making room for you, baby. Because what happens is is while Pharaoh is dreaming, nobody in the land can interpret Pharaoh's dream. But the butler says, wait a minute, I remember this guy I met while I was locked up. I remember this guy I met while we were both in a failure. Y'all ain't talking to me. I remember this guy I met when I was down and out and didn't have nothing. And Pharaoh, I think he may be able to interpret your dream. Y'all, 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 y'all are missing this. Y'all are missing this. So the butler refers him to Pharaoh to interpret Pharaoh's dream. See, you, you messed up, and you thinking that, oh God, oh I really did it. And God is saying, baby, if you only knew, your failure was necessary. Tell somebody to say every failure I had, it was necessary. Every single one of them. It was necessary. Every messed up relationship was necessary because there was stuff you were learning. Tell somebody, say, there's stuff I was learning. So now Joseph goes and interprets Pharaoh's dream, and he does such a good job. Pharaoh says, what you doing like that? Right, Since I'm the king and you at my prison, and I don't really know how you got in my prison. Right, uh, right, right, right. Not only are we going to release you, but you're going to be right up under me. I just want you to give me a report of what's going on. I'm Pharaoh, but you run everything else. You run the money, you run the treasury, you run the army. Everything else, you run. Yeah, y'all are understand. Yeah, y'all understand. But it was failure that got him from the prison into the palace. Not a success. Look at somebody and say, I'm not crying about my failures. It's what's getting me to the palace. I feel like preaching. But watch this. What if Joseph would have given up? What if when his brother sold him, he got so heartbroken that I don't believe my family did me like this? I don't believe my mama did me like this. I don't believe big mama did me like this. I don't believe Aunt Sally did me like this. And he stopped. What if while he was in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife lied with him Uh and lied on him, he would have quit and said, oh, I don't believe this. Oh, God, it seemed like serving you ain't working. So I'm going to just go back to the world and do my world thing. And what if when he went now to go interpret the dream, he said, no, I don't feel like interpreting no dreams. I'm just going to die miserable. Y'all aren't talking to me. Look at somebody and say, don't quit now. Don't you stop now. Don't you quit fighting now. Don't you quit pressing now. Don't you give up on God because, baby, he ain't going to give up on you. Watch say the purpose of an enemy. A couple things real quick. Number one, an enemy proves what's in your heart. You want to know what's really in somebody's heart, let them go through a little trouble because you'll find out everything that's in there. Ah, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Number two, the purpose of an enemy is to make you appreciate when you do have victory. You cannot really celebrate victory when you've had a lack of victory. You will not appreciate it, and so you'll get stuff, and you'll think it was you that got it and not God's grace that afforded it to you. Number three, it's to show you the strength you really have. Please understand, it's an enemy that shows you you really, you, 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 you really got some power. You, you really got some strength. You, you really got something going on, because an enemy only manifests to give what? An opposite or opposing force. So if an enemy manifests, must mean I'm going somewhere, must mean I'm doing something right. Are y'all here? Fourth thing an enemy does is it ushers you into purpose. Joseph never had no intentions of working for Pharaoh. But God needed him to be a leader in government. So when the famine hit the land and his brothers showed up, he would be able to protect them and provide for them. So that way when Exodus chapter 1 came, that's how they were 75 families that grew into over 2 million. But if Joseph was not working in government, when Joseph's brothers came to him, when the famine hit the land, they would have died, and the, God's people would have been gone. See what well, God has you right now? It ain't for you. Say I'm being ushered into purpose. Last thing, an enemy raises your expectation. I wish y'all help me do this. Listen to me, expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous. I'm going to say that again. Expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous. Why couldn't Jesus do great miracles in his own land? He said because of their unbelief. In other words, they have no expectation for anything. Belief is just expectation manifested in a conviction. Watch this. Say my enemies enemies are telling me something. Watch this. Watch this. There is no greater sign that promotion is nigh than when an enemy manifests. You, you, you missed what I said because you'd be shouting. There is no greater sign that God's getting ready to do something incredible in your life. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart. There's no greater sign than when an enemy shows up. Because when that enemy shows up, what is it trying to do? Give an opposing force to your progress. That's why the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord's going to lift up a standard against him. Because the enemy is telling me I'm getting ready to walk in my assignment. Touch two people say I'm too legit to quit. Tell them I'm walking in my assignment. My enemy is telling me something. Everybody stand to your feet.
1: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator.